everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Weathering the Market. This is meteorologist Kaylee Carey. I'm meteorologist Dion DeLeo. All right. And today's subject is one of my favorites. I think many meteorologists' favorites, severe weather. Dion, would you agree? Oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorites. I've actually been looking forward to doing this show for a little while now. I know. I feel bad, though, kind of getting pumped up for things that could cause mass destruction. But at the same time, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, where do we begin? Right, I guess let's talk about what's been going on. Let's start with this. Uh, what's been happening so far with Incel and what does this have to do with the severe weather? Okay, well, I think what we're looking at as we head into this season is something, I think there's a lot of anticipation going into this severe weather season, a lot of buzz. And the reason is, is because our analog year is still 2011. We had that cold staff in 2011, but Dion, do you remember what happened in 2011 with severe weather season? Yeah, we had a pretty active storm season that followed that cold snap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it? Well, April, it was the most on record. The month of April alone had 875 recorded tornadoes. Yeah, and and you know, I, while we're actually today that we're that we're recording this episode, uh, we're actually predicting our first severe weather outbreak, our first major severe weather outbreak of the season. It's supposed to be happening today. So, if you're listening and you're to the east of Texas, across Louisiana and uh, Mississippi and Alabama. We hope you guys stay safe over the next couple of days. Yes, definitely. So what we're kind of looking at as we head into this is that even though March in 2011 was kind of a slow start, kind of similar to what we're dealing with here, April, once again, was the most on record. And then April 27th alone, that one single day had 226 tornadoes, which is pretty wild if you ask me. That's very wild. A chase's dream, that's for sure. Yes, but something, you know, on the downside, it was the costliest year on record, 2011, and it was actually the deadliest in the last 100 years, only topped by 1925. But something, though, that everyone's kind of curious about is that the past few months, basically the strongest La Nina signal has been seen the past few months since 2010-2011. So I think the big question is, is will our severe weather season mirror that 2010-2011 season? Just going into it. And do what do you, what's your gut telling you, Dion? Well, I think, I mean, like I said, here we are mid-March. Uh, we're looking at our first big severe weather outbreak. You know, I, I certainly feel like we could be in for a long season. And it's not very commonly looked at, but, you know, why is this, why is this an issue? Uh, you know, why are we comparing this to analog years? That's because during the La Nina phase over the wintertime, as we have been, typically we get high pressure developing over the northern Pacific. And what this does is that leads to a lower pressure over the Pacific Northwest and Western Canada, and which that becomes our source for a lot of these stronger cold fronts that tend to interact with a stronger Gulf moisture over our region. During an El Nino phase, it's quite the opposite. The jet stream shifts and it kind of brushes off that moisture and, and really dampens the severe weather season. But during La Nina, that's not the case. Exactly, exactly. And something else that comes in consideration, and I know this is gonna get super technical, and people are like, wait, what? What's that? What's the MJO? But if you mix the perfect MJO conditions and La Nina conditions, it almost, I hate to say, it, but it, it does, it's like a severe weather recipe. So basically the MJO, Matt and Julian Oscillation, it's basically just this weather system that's continuously moving around the tropics and it's moving eastward and it affects the weather Basically, it's a 30 to 60 to 90 day cycle, depending on what phase we're in. There's eight different phases. And basically, just think of it as a bicycle. One side is picking up moisture. They're not seeing rain. And the other side is dumping it. And basically, this bicycle is kind of just driving around the equator. And then if we're in phases, it's shown three, four, five, and six. 
in May, June, and July, it's going to be more active because there's more, there's more convection. We're seeing more of that saturation from the Gulf air make its way up into North America. And that's what uh, Dion is saying. When well, once we're in La Nina and we're seeing these patterns make its way through, and then you toss in the MJO phase three, four, five, and six, the convective phases where we're seeing that moisture dumped in, it's basically just funneling in all of that energy into what we call tornado alley across North America. And that is what's going to increase our severe weather season. It's all kind of dependent upon is the system going to be making its way through three, four, five, and six, but we have the strong La Nina. So the recipe is definitely there. That's absolutely right. Matter of fact, the latest uh, model guidance across the, the Euro and the GFS, of course, are indicating a lower pressure zone in, in, the, in the southern and southwest United States, which is helping drive this strong southerly flow to bring that Gulf in. So it's, I mean, it's, it's here, it's forming and it's, it's here as, as present today, as we're starting to see the, 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 uh, the development of our first severe weather outbreak. So I guess the big takeaway from this is if your interests are across the central plains, it's, it's certainly worth noting that it, it could be a very, very long and, and active severe weather season for you. And it, yeah, okay, it might be good news for, for chasers and, and stuff like that, but you know, if you if you've got uh, you know very important commodities across the plains, could be, could be something to watch out for. So I guess the takeaway is we're expecting an active season. Be weather aware, and thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Weathering the Market. We love sharing all this information with you guys, and if you didn't already know. We work for a company called Minuteman Weather, which provides a full range of energy and agricultural weather services. If you would like to sign up for a free trial or request more information, check us out at MinutemanWeather.com. We'll be back next Wednesday. Thanks.